I'm Mark Hoke, and I've got to tell you about the incredible Family Soul Restaurant. They're the only soul food restaurant in Northwest Las Vegas, and simply put, they're the best in the city. Dan and his family have always treated me like I was a part of theirs every time we come in, and we never leave hungry. Start off with the amazing appetizers like their mac and cheese crab balls, crispy wings, and Dan's soul rolls. Then dive into Family Souls dinners with homemade catfish, hot links, and fried chicken with all the amazing sides you could ever want and finish it off with homemade peach cobbler and banana pudding. Plus, they're now open for breakfast Friday through Sunday, too. So head on over to Family Soul Restaurant right now at 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108, just off the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I-95. Check them out at FamilySoulRestaurant.com or call 725-205-5085 for hours in their menu. Mention KDWN and get the People's Choice Special of Catfish, Yams, and Greens for just $15.99. It's food for the soul and the family, Family Soul Restaurant. 1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. Ah, scissor me, Daddy Fish! Yeah! The acclaimed have arrived! Woo! Better late than never, I guess. I would call it early. Well, no, because you were calling for it to happen at all or nothing. All out. Oh, whatever. It was... It should have. But it didn't. I, and, I, Joe, I never... and Joe had this discussion about it that it, it kind of loses something when it doesn't happen when they had that kind of momentum. I don't know. And it... if they were going to do it, they should have. He's right. If they were going to do it, they should have done it then as opposed to waiting the two weeks or three weeks. I don't know. It seemed like everybody was pretty pumped up that night. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it. It, just, it didn't make any sense. If you're going to do it, why keep the belt on, on Swerving Our Glory for three more weeks? Well, stuff happens sometimes. We all know that. Hey, this is the Mark Oak Show. It is. I just thought I'd wake everybody up, including uh, our fill-in today, Jared. Welcome back, buddy. Hope you're doing well. This, of course, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. We got two hours of pro wrestling excitement news. It has been a, I thought it was a really good week this week, and we're going to talk all about it. Andrew Fishfane in here with me right now. Joe DeFalco is going to be joining us in the second hour. Must be nice. Yeah. But... (laughs) We're gonna. We have a a lot that happened this week. But like I said, overall, I thought this was one of those really good weeks of pro wrestling. All the shows, a lot of fun. There were a few goofy things that happened, but I overall, I thought this was a terrific week for both companies, major companies. Yeah, it was. It was actually a good week in the sense that there was no real negative stories coming out. It was all about wrestling and not about backstage politics. Um, as much, but I may contradict you on that slightly, sir. But that story isn't just from this week. That story is go, goes back a little way. This is this is a very interesting story, and we're going to lead off with this before we get into what happened on the mat, because behind the scenes at AEW, and a little bit of um, well, shall we say tampering by World Wrestling Entertainment. As the stories broke, of course, a, co- a few weeks ago, and we really didn't touch on this very much because it, you you kind of didn't have too much confirmation about this, but AEW had sent a letter to W a cease and desist letter to WWE, telling them to stop tampering with their 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 talent performers. Yeah. Well, now we have found out where some of this tampering was going on. First, there was a confirmation story that Malachi Black, who has now left AEW, he got his release and apparently has a lot of personal issues he's dealing with, uh, had been contacted by World Wrestling Entertainment to come back. And you know, obviously, you know, if you remember what happened with him leaving, he had just gotten put in an angle, and all of a sudden, poof, Vince released him. He gone, 
and showed up in AEW pretty much immediately after that. Yeah, because didn't he have? No, it was Adam Cole that had the thirty day release, not the not the ninety. Right. So, so we got that news, and then we hear of some. What I think, and it and it says a lot about Adam Cole to me. Bobby Fish, of course, if you know the dynamic there, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole were, were the undisputed era, along with. Uh, Roderick Strong. Thank you, Roderick Strong. In, in NXT for WWE, they never got a they never got a main roster call up. Uh, Cole wrestled a couple of matches on the main shows, but otherwise, they were left down in NXT when their contracts all came up. And in fact, I remember Adam Cole's they they didn't even realize that his contract was up, and he stuck around to finish on an angle, and then went to straight to AEW. How did Roderick Strong's contract not expired i don't know i still haven't figured that out but he's he's still in wwe so the boys are all hanging out in AEW, and and it's it's really unfortunate because all three of them got hurt but bobby fish's contract just recently ran out uh, a couple of weeks ago but apparently wwe had reached out via bobby fish to talk to adam cole and kyle o'reilly to try and get them to come back to WWE as well. Now, those guys are under contract for a long time with AEW. This wasn't a situation where, you know, they've got 30 days to go and they have a decision to make. Right. So Fish is telling them, let's go back to WWE. I was happy in WWE. I'm not happy here. And Cole and O'Reilly both told him to go pound sand. What I find interesting is that Fish now ended up at Impact, so he didn't even end up back in WWE anyway. Yeah, and and apparently Swerve Strickland, who was another guy that got let go by WWE, and then he was part of uh, Hit Row. Hit Row, and of course Hit Row had their own drama. They all got released, and Triple H brought them back. But Swerve, in the meantime, went over to AEW, and of course was just recently teamed with Keith Lee as the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Swerve in our glory. Swerve told him to pound sand, too. So all these guys are staying, but apparently there's more names possibly coming out about this. FTR. FTR was another one. Of course, uh, Dax and and Wheeler uh, were also contacted by WWE. I think this is really interesting that AEW had to do this, but uh, what a, you know, honestly, that's a pretty cocky move by WWE to do that, especially... I think when AEW had been pretty respectful about guys' contracts and not that we know and of. not doing that for the most part that we know of. Now, now we all know that everybody goes through back channels and stuff like that, but apparently WWE pretty much had reached out to a bunch of people directly and said, "Hey, do you want to come back?" And and you can't do that. I mean, that that's contract tampering. You can't do that in in professional sports or anything like that. It's you know that that's against the law. So. I, I thought this was a pretty interesting situation. And at the same time, people have said, well, you know, we don't like how Adam Cole got booked and, you know, and Swerve's wrestling really well. You know, he'd be maybe he'd be better off in WWE. And they, they just said, eh, we're good. I mean, what do you, what do you think about all this, Fish? I, I think it's very interesting. It, it shows where WWE is and what they think of AEW. Obviously, they're a little threatened by them if they're trying to get some of their talent to come back. I think that uh, Triple H is very upset that Vince released a lot of these guys. Uh, especially the undisputed era, uh, but I, you know, it, it it will play out. And I'll be honest with you, the only guy from AEW that I definitely see back in WWE at some point is Chris Jericho. I think I think Chris would make a would make an interesting run. And then we, you know, we heard things that like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, who are executive vice presidents in AEW, actually were called reaching WWE. out to WWE. Yeah. I mean, how crazy is that? The Young Bucks contract expires, I think, next year in 2024. Or two years from now, 2024. Is it 23? Uh, 23, yeah. And I would not be surprised to see them leaving AEW. But, you know, here's here's the thing about the Bucks. Do you think they're a really good fit in WWE? No, but I don't think that... I think that they need to do whatever it takes for them to get out of AEW at this point. I think that the rift between them and Tony Khan and CM Punk is, is just too large. I mean, I don't think CM Punk's ever coming back either. I think CM Punk is done. PWI, PW Insider Mike Johnson had reported 
that he thinks the Punk is done in AEW. Of course, uh, he just won the world title all out, and then tore a tricep, and they had, of course, the the backstage Donnie Brook. Yeah, I mean, which, I, don't, I don't think they release him until he's healed, but I think once he's healed, he's done. Yeah, the, I mean, that whole situation, there has still been nothing announced about where these suspensions are going. No. And I, if, you, if in case you didn't hear the story, of course, CM Punk had the press conference where he basically tore everybody in AEW apart, the Bucks and Kenny especially Omega. especially the Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Adam Page. And when in the Bucks and Kenny Omega went into his locker room, whether it was a forced entry or not, we are not sure. And whether Punk threw the first punch or not, it appears that Punk threw the first punch, but we don't know. That Punk and Ace Steel, his coach and uh, his trainer, and then he was also a coach at AEW, those guys got into a major altercation and are all a suspended. A, a, this, the, a slobber knocker. And they are still all suspended with no, nothing coming no out about sight, this investigation yeah. yet. So we're still waiting to hear what's going to happen to all those guys. And AEW seems to be moving forward quite well without them. So, yeah, you you know, I and I really you've seen it in every wrestling company that's going on and been in the past. You know, things happen, people leave, and you just keep it rolling. You just keep on going. You have to, you know, and. Uh, you know, I think I think Tony Khan did the right thing. You know, taking the trios belts off Omega and, and the Bucks, he took the championship off Punk, and they just said, "You know what? A couple weeks, new champs, let's go." Yeah, I mean, he didn't really have a choice, but yeah, he made the right move. Yeah, and uh, you know, of course, that has resulted in what happened at Grand Slam this week. And of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN one hundred one five FM. 7.20 a.m. And before we talk about Grand Slam, by the way, I want to mention this real quick because, of course, there's football going on, too. And we would really appreciate it if you could take a second, go to markoakshow.com and click on the links to go to betonline.ag. You know, you can still bet on you can bet on wrestling on that site. And we were just going through and looking at all the crazy stuff that you can do on there. I mean... Snooker. Snooker, darts... Politics, celebrity yeah. jeopardy, celebrity jeopardy. Jalen Rose is the underwhelming favorite, underwhelming to, underdog. Yes, to win the celebrity jeopardy term championship. But you can bet on all sorts of stuff on betonline.ag. Go over there right now. Click on our link, please, because that's how we get credit for that. And you can get a fifty percent bonus up to one, up to one thousand dollars. You can get an extra five hundred bucks if you make a deposit. So just go to markhokeshow.com, click on any of the links on our website, either on the front page or the sponsor page. Throw down your money there on betonline.ag, very reliable site, been around for a long time, and you know, pick your NFL games and whatever else you want. That's $500 free dollars. Yeah. And, of course, the big wrestling bet up there right now is will MJF win the world championship before the end of the year. So check it out. We'd appreciate it. MJF, of course, was a part of the – Grand Slam show as he was looming large, but boy, I'll tell you, was that a great night on Wednesday night? They oh. AW needed that show, and they did a great job with it. That that Arthur Ashe show was pretty sensational last year, and this year, it you know obviously this was almost you know all out is kind of should be their starting point, but with everything that happened, they just kind of. Reset. Reset at this Arthur Ashe show. It's their first live, uh, for their first TV show that did a million-dollar gate. Apparently some dude, when they crossed the million-dollar threshold, got some pretty cool stuff. Autographed chair and all sorts of... Or the dude that that made them cross the threshold? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, But, and that crowd was awesome. Yeah, they were. Oh, my God. I will say the AEW crowds seem a lot more into it than the WWE crowds do. Except for maybe the Clash of the Castle crowd. Yeah, because they're they're British, so they're insane. But Well, why do you think that is? Because the WWE crowd is more of a generic crowd, while the AEW crowd is more of a wrestling crowd. Yeah, and it it was a terrific night. Uh, Of course, they, they taped for Rampage. Did two hours of that on Friday, so the Rampage was a two-hour show, and then of course we had the Dynamite show, which was its normal two hours. And honestly, I thought five really good matches on that card. I really did. I I enjoyed every one of them, and and you know, and the crowd really does make 
AEW go. I mean that crowd that, makes all rest. I mean oh. when you, if you if you look back at some of the old like Attitude Era Raws and stuff, even even the Ruthless Aggression Era Raws, you could the the, the crowd is makes a huge difference. Yeah, and they were live from the start. Uh, I'm sure you know. Of course, I'm sure the other ma- obviously the other matches were taped before the the final five that aired on Dynamite. But man, was that uh, that was they were hot. You know, the first match of that whole thing, the uh, Ring of Honor World Championship was on the line with Claudio Castagnoli against Chris Jericho, and that crowd was singing Judas. I I mean, I could barely even hear the music. It was that loud. Yeah, I don't understand how they keep him a heel when everyone's singing along. And I don't know how they can do it, how they pull it off either. But but that's Jericho, absolutely. You know, and and it's really you know we've talked about how he is consistently able to morph himself into whatever character he needs to do, and even with him being a heel in the Jericho Appreciation Society, people just love that dude. Yeah, that's respect. He he was probably, I mean, Claudio got a pretty good pop too, but man, they were wild for Jericho. And of course, Chris Jericho ends up winning the Ring of Honor World Championship. Ironically, without any honor by giving Claudio Castagnoli a low blow before hitting him with the Judas effect. The the Huevos Rancheros come into play again, and Claudio's were pretty sore after that was over. But Chris Jericho, now the Ring of Honor champion, and you know we're still waiting for the Ring of Honor show to get separated away from the AEW show, but in the meantime, and they, they need to do that because as long as it's not that championship doesn't mean as much. And yeah, and I think it's tough because you know you say world championship, but you've got two different world championships on the same show, and I and I think that that makes it really tough. I mean, even though you That's have very the, problematic, there's no question. Yeah, I mean, you have the Ring of Honor Championship, and it's you know the long history of that belt. And it's and it's pretty cool for Jericho to win that first it's, guy to have the WCW WWE did, Universal it, and uh, AEW and Ring of Honor titles. That was yeah, and I look, I went back and looked that up, and I and I forgot that Jericho won the WCW Championship, but it, it was after it was part yeah, of yeah, it was two thousand and one, yeah. But still, and I was and I was actually looking at a list of people that could potentially do the same thing. It's a pretty short list. I would imagine. And, and most of those guys would have to win the AEW and the Ring of Honor titles I would say most to do of them, it. I would say most of them have to be in AEW. It, well, it would be people like, honestly, it's like Ric Flair, um, Kevin it, Nash, you know, people that are long Yeah, no, yeah, done. long in the tooth. I mean, you'd... You know, you'd have to find a way to bring Kurt Angle because you have to, like but, Well, that. you got to remember, you know, it's been 20 years, 20 plus years since WCW was around. So yeah. someone has been wrestling at least 20 years because they had to have held the WCW title. Yeah. Actually, Kurt Angle wouldn't be one of those guys. Um, yeah. It, but it's it, it's fascinating when you look at that and you think. Is there anyone? That, that, I mean, you could throw in the ECW title, too. And then you then the list gets even shorter, I would imagine. Yeah, that would be. Wow, that would be a trick. Boy, you'd be pulling some. Some serious, but guys that won, but there's very few guys that won the ECW title and the WWE championship. Rob Van Dam. Yeah. I guess Rob would be one. But he, I don't think he ever won the WCW title. No, he never won the WCW title. So it, you think about what Chris Jericho has done in his career and it is just absolutely amazing. And the longevity that he's had and the popularity he has that he's still. Going After 30 yeah. years is still doing this is unreal. This is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 1015 FM 720 AM. We are the talk of Las Vegas. I am the aforementioned one, the Mark Hoke, the hokiest of the Mark Hokes. Andrew Fishfane. That's me. Sitting across from me, looking sharp. That dapper black, man. Yeah, thanks. You were, you're looking good, buddy. Appreciate it. I mean, you're still ugly, but you're looking good. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, but yeah, so that was the first match on uh, that card, and then we kept rolling on, and and this was just nonstop as we headed into the match that we referenced earlier in the show, the AEW World Tag Team Championship rematch from All Out, the acclaimed and Swerve in our glory, and Max Caster and Anthony Bones have completed that journey. They are now the AEW World Tag Team Champions. And 
you know, one thing that, that really has impressed me, when you looked at that team before the acclaimed, Bowens was the powerhouse. But I don't even know if that's the case anymore with some of the stuff. When you see what Max Caster is doing in the ring, I mean, he deadlifted Keith Lee. Who Keith Lee is a very large dude. To say the least. Very large dude. He's pushing three, you know, they, they think they list him about 345, 350. They, they might be cutting him short on that. But Caster is just managing to throw him around and do things with him that I, I couldn't have imagined he'd be doing with three years ago. I mean, it's been, it's been really cool to see. It's cool to see a team that, you know, they, they threw him together and has not only thrived, but is so ridiculously over right now. It's the, not funny. The question is how long do they keep the belts on them for? And that, who's next? That's going to be the trick because you have a team that is super popular and you know they FTR referenced it right off the bat after they went they won the match they go backstage and they're talking to FTR who of course right now is the Ring of Honor tag team champions the IWGP tag team champions and the AAA champions that's the Mexican championship and they they're like we're the number one contenders and you're just kind of sitting there like well do do you give FTR the fourth set of titles or do you let the acclaimed get the rub and beat those guys, which you know I I couldn't imagine how that would. I no, because it's, it, it, it's it, an it, interesting dynamic. Yeah, because the acclaimed beat them. Unfortunately, that lessens their other title reigns. Right. It's a trick. That is a trick. But um, you know, and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, unbelievable. You know, I wasn't real thrilled about this team at the beginning. But I have to say that as those guys have gotten to wrestle together more, they're they're incredible professionals, and yeah. they they have looked they have looked really good as a group. Um, I you know, I I hate to see them break up, but I think at the same time too, you know, Swerve people hate Swerve. He get he was getting he's got the the most booze out of anybody on that card on on uh, Dynamite Wednesday night. Yeah, they he gets he gets him heel heat. He he can get a crowd riled up, and I never really knew he was capable of doing that. But when I mean, you're talking about a show that had MGF for him to for him to get the most booze, that's saying something. Man, people just can't stand. I mean, but you know, he he just has a real good. He portrays a real good cocky attitude. Yeah, it's an arrogance, and it, it is phenomenal. So we'll see where those two guys go. I you know I I hope we maybe get a rematch and. But then we'll see what happens. That'll be the third one. I don't know how many more times you can beat that dead horse. But then again, uh, WWE does it constantly. So. <laughs> There's much horse beating in wrestling. Yes, to say the least. But you know, but one thing we were talking about on the air is I would love to see Keith Lee go after Wardlow for the TNT title. Wow, that would be a hell of a match. Oh. And both of them, really. Yeah. But, but Keith Lee, you know, you're looking to challenge Wardlow's size. And Keith Lee would be the perfect guy to do it. So, and I somehow doubt Wardlow will have the power bomb party with Keith Lee that oh. he did. Uh, otherwise, it'd be fun to see him try, though. Um, hey, real quick, as we get ready to head into break, want to remind you guys: if you need some legal representation, we would love to have you give our buddy Dutch Boyd, of course, the three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner, a, a visit over at VegasCouncil dot com. Of course, Dutch specializes. You, know, you can do just about. Any area of law, but he specializes personal injury, business law, and startup, cyber law, crypto clients. So those of you crypto crazies out there, uh, you know he's there to help you out. Get over to VegasCouncil.com. You can set up your free consultation with Dutch right now. The guy knows how to win. He wins at the poker table. He wins at in the courtroom. Graduated from law school at 18, Fish. 18! Must be nice. Dude's pretty awesome. And, yeah. and, and, and to be honest with you, he's a good friend of mine. He's terrific. Promise you, he's going to take care of you. So get on over there to VegasCouncil.com and say hi to our friend Dutch Boyd. All right. And uh, we're getting ready to go to break. More of the Mark Hoke Show as we continue to break down what's what happened at AEW Grand Slam on Wednesday. And a lot happened in WWE, too. Things are getting exciting over there. 
we're going to have time it. in a while. Yeah, we're going to have it all for you. So stick around for more here on the Mark Oak Show on KDWN, 1015 FM, 720 The Talk of Las Vegas. Hi, this is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. Oh, is that my cue? Apparently. It usually is. Welcome to the Mark Hoke Show, or welcome back. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us here on KDWN. 1015 FM, 720 AM. It is the station so nice, it's on your dial twice. Two for you. Just like right now. Me? And me. Andrew Fishfane. Of course. That's two. And of course, Andrew will be running the fish tank. Believe in the process. On SportsX Radio tomorrow night. So make sure you join him and his amazing co host on that show. I mean, you can't do better than. You certainly can't. <laughs> Me, <laughs> I'm kidding around. But uh, eight to ten on SportsX Radio tomorrow night, as we'll break down the world of sports. So we'd love to hear from you then. So tune on in. Speaking of tuning on in, by the way, if you haven't downloaded our podcast, you listen to the show and say, "Man, this show's awesome. These guys are great." Go to markhokeshow.podbean.com or all your favorite podcast outlets. We are literally everywhere. We are up to, wow, I just, you know, I just updated this on the website. We are now up to 53 countries because we just picked up another one. Not too shabby. Within the last 24 hours. Fish, Dominican Republic, Jordan, and now Kuwait have tuned in to the Mark Hoke Show. That's ridiculous. Thank you very much. We do appreciate it. So if you want to check us out, uh, MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com. Um, and by the way, we've got a YouTube channel, too, if you ever want to listen to us on YouTube. We we need to pick up some views on there, so you know, we would certainly appreciate that if you want to go to the Mark Hoke Show on YouTube as well. That would be fantastic. We're going to start putting some new stuff up there. Once I drag fish into the studio on Thursdays, we'll do some video shows or something. But it'll Yay. Fun. It'll be fun. But thank you, everybody, sincerely for listening to the show. We do appreciate it. It just blows us away every time we see that. All right, back to Grand Slam. The third match of the night was Pack and Orange Cassidy for that AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Great match. As would uh, one would expect. Pack's awesome. He is. You know, I, I would have loved to have seen him win the world title early on in AEW. I know that wasn't really the plan. But, God, he is so good. At just everything he He's does. He's the man that gravity forgot. He is. <laughs> he used to be known as Neville in WWE. But, you know, one thing, Orange Cassidy just keeps losing championship matches, and I feel bad for the dude. And and Fish, He's, he's like a high-level jobber. The thing about Orange Cassidy, if you haven't seen Orange Cassidy ever wrestle, when he comes out, he's wearing a jean jacket, 
very generic hands in his pocket videos. Puts the hands in the pocket. Does the little goofy kicks where he's just standing there and he kind of takes his. Foot. I don't. I still don't understand that. What that's about? It's just being silly. But then all of a sudden he turns into a rocket ship, and is flying all over the place. It seems like there's almost nothing he can't do in the ring. Yeah, I mean, he, he he does the leap over the ropes with his hands still in his pocket, which is incredible. Yeah, how you how you can I mean, being a professional wrestler is hard enough, but restricting yourself like that, where you're putting your hands in your pockets while you're doing things, especially aerial maneuvers, is stunning. He makes himself like a missile. But the question here's the question I have you for you, Fish, on Orange Cassidy. Does he need to make a change? Yes. What do you, he's what too, do you, he's, because it's almost too jokey. So he needs he needs to get some more seriousness in his character so he can be taken seriously. He's had some big wins in AEW, not uh, lately, but yeah, not lately. But it just, it just seems like he's a guy that's on the edge and everybody loves the dude, but he doesn't win. Yeah, he's the over, but doesn't win. So you know, I I I don't know what you do without wrecking the character, and I'm sure he's happy making the money it was funny when we interviewed wardlow which is up on markhokeshow.podbean.com you know i asked wardlow you know do you want to what do you have in the tank besides doing power bombs he said well i'm very happy being the guy that does the power bombs so you know if that's what gets you the check i guess you're okay but you know you, you kind of wonder if a guy wants to be a you know win a title at some point so we'll see what happens there but pack and orange cassidy can you put on great matches uh, we had the interim women's title, and Tony Storm is still ticked about this, that she's the interim women's world champion. You know, another really good match. And Tony, it's, Storm, I mean, it's the same thing as when Punk got hurt and they had the interim men's champion. And you're going gonna to have a Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa match at some point, and that's going to unify the title again. And Tony's going to win. Yeah. You know, and they did the same thing when Cody got COVID, and he was the TNT champ and was back in two weeks, I think. Yeah, I think everybody at the time was really overreacting to COVID. Oh, Cody's going to be gone for months. And it was like 10 days and he was But he it, was it, I mean, they're right. Know. It makes no sense. Instead of making the interim champion, make her the actual champion. But when the cha- the former champion comes back, they get the first title shot. Yeah, that would make sense. I think the interim, I, I got it with Punk because Punk got hurt three days into his title reign. And you, you have such an investment in CM Punk. You, you didn't want to just win it and then make him look bad by taking it off of him right away. That one I got, but these other two, you know, I mean, Thunder Rose is rehabbing her back. There's, there's some heat on her because people think she's not that hurt and she didn't want to drop the title. Whether that's true or not, who knows? But you know, Tony storm looked really good. Britt Baker got busted up again. Did you see that spot? I did not. So Athena, who used to be Ember moon in WWE had Britt Baker on her back. And then Serena Deeb jumped into her, Athena's arms. So Athena is holding up two women at the same time. And it was a really cool spot, except for when Athena came down, she landed with her shoulder into Britt Baker's face. Ouch. Whoops. And Britt Baker is bleeding again. DMD needs a needs an MD. Yeah. Oh. But then Britt just played it up in the end. They had a big Donnybrook. And Britt, a Britt, Britt took her hand and wiped the blood off her face and then took it across her midsection. It's like, woo. Woo. Tough chick. Yikes. But what but what everybody was talking about was what happened after the match, and that's what I really wanted to get into. The heels were beating down the faces. So we got a big war going on in the ring, and all of a sudden some music hits, and nobody knows what's happening. And the former Paige, now going by her real name, Soraya, comes out and... A collective, oh, from the crowd for like two minutes. The place went nuts. They were going crazy. She goes into, walks down to the ring. Everybody clears out. She's doing her, this is my house thing. But here's the problem. The reason that, part of the reason she was released from WWE is she can't wrestle. And she didn't resign. Because WWE wouldn't clear. She's had neck issues for, she's been out for five years. Yeah, she came back and then she got injured like within two weeks. And now she's back and everybody was acting like, oh my God. But she can't fight anybody. She is still not medically cleared to go. I would imagine she'll have a 
easier time being cleared by AEW doctors than WWE doctors. Well, we'll see about that. But I, but I question, I question doing something like that where everybody's so scared of her, but she, she can't fight. No, I mean, it was that. That to me was a little bit strange. Yeah, I I, I like the signing because Soraya is a big name. Obviously, she's huge in the industry, or, or she has the lineage that goes back. I was a little shocked because the movie that came out about her life, fighting with my family, I think it was yes. called, was actually a WWE movie. Yeah. It it, I I don't really know what to say about this because what role does she play? You know, if if she can't wrestle. You know, and 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 it's a shame that I mean, she, the last thing she did cool. in WWE, she was manager of the Kabuki Warriors, right? Yeah, she was doing GM, the the general manager right. role, and all sorts of stuff, and and they kept her busy, you know, in the mix to a certain extent. I mean, she'd been written out probably the last six months or so, right? But uh, you know, I just it would be awesome if she could wrestle because it really would take the AEW women's division to another notch. Yeah, you know, but she's not. She can't go. No, and I would be scared to death to be the one in the ring with her. Man, and I, you know, and that you know, we've seen that with guys like Brian Danielson and Edge. And Edge, you know, you just like, oh, oh, please don't get hurt, please don't get hurt, please don't get hurt. So, so I don't know where they're going to go with that, but you know, we'll we'll see what the future holds for her. I know there's a lot of excitement for her being back, and I think she's going to have a lot. Of, they're going to have a lot of fun with her in AEW, but. You know, it's kind of the same old, same old to me. If she can't, if she can't get in the ring, you know, what do you do? I don't know. We'll find out. AEW World Championship was decided. It was the vacant AEW title was up for grabs. The finals of a tournament which you hated because it was so predictable until the end. Until the end, until it because wasn't. we were all wrong. As John Moxley who we thought was going to lose this match, and they were going to go with, I don't know if it was a safer choice with Brian Danielson, but Mox chokes Danielson out and wins his third official AEW title. Of course, he was the interim world champion, too, so I, I do, I do technically think, it's four. But. I, I do think that it seems that AEW wasn't quite sure what to do because when it first happened at the end of the match, Danielson looked very pissed off and upset. And then all of a sudden they had him being a good sport and, and putting the belt around Mox. Yeah, they're both part of the same stable in the Blackpool Combat Club in AEW. So that's headed by uh, William Regal. And it's Mox, Danielson, Wheeler Yuta. And uh, looking like, you know, Daniel Garcia looks like he's staying with the JAS. So, so we'll stay at three for right now. But, yeah, I... I, I don't know how to feel about it because I love Mox. Mox is over, and I think that that was a real loyalty play by Tony Khan. Yeah. You know, saying, hey, look, you've been here the longest. You've been the one that's been carrying us for a long time. We're staying with you, brother. And, and I think that, that that is a good message to the rest of the people in the back that you know have been there for a long time. But, uh, that, but, that, but, therein but, lies the problem is if you're giving him the title to send a message, that's the wrong reason to give someone a title. I don't know. I, but you know, obviously, the stability of Moxley—you know—he's a guy that's going to stay there. He's not going anywhere. He's going to—he's loyal to AEW. You know, I—I—I I was a little surprised, but then of course the other thing going on during this whole match was MJF, who won that Casino Battle Royal and has the chip. giant poker chip, signifying that he will be challenging for the AEW title at some point, sitting up in the stands. And he had a promo earlier in the night where he went crazy and attacked Tony Schiavone. But, you know, he's he Cheeky. was looming. He was doing great faces. Every time one of them hurt each other, he was like, just just had this grin on his face. Uh, please keep doing that. Go ahead. But it, I mean, and, th- that chip is not like the money in the bank where he could have come down and cashed that night, right? The There was a clarification on that. Uh, they just did an interview about it that apparently he just has to let somebody know. That he wants to challenge, but he doesn't have to let you know come out and say, "Okay, we're going to have a match." And so it seems like kind of a middle ground kind of thing. It's not like the Money in the Bank case where you can just run down to the ring and you know, say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to challenge for the world title right now." It's kind of a, "Hey, you know, we got to give a little heads up, but we don't have to tell the champ that it's gotcha. going to happen." But yeah, interesting. But 
yeah, so MJF is looming, and and that's why that that bet on betonline.ag is so interesting because I wonder when this is going to happen. Of course, the original plan was for the next pay per view full gear that they were going to have Punk and MJF, but that got screwed up. So, you know, do you do you and, let MJF and, hang around for a while and wait, or and like I said, they they kind of mix things up as well with what they did on Friday on. Rampage. Yes. Yes, because, of course, on... Which on, makes no sense to me why they did this. Um, yeah, I I question it a little bit. And what the, what we're referring to was on Rampage, they had a really fun two-hour edition, some great matches on there. Uh, Ray Phoenix. God, that guy, I don't know how... I would love to see him wrestle Neville in an hour match. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, Ray Phoenix, I don't know how he does some of the things he does. The dude is like Plastic Man. I mean, just woo everywhere. Amazing. But uh, he actually lost to Jungle Boy. Um, you know, really good match on there. Uh, had a terrific match with Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks as he got Starks got his win back. Eddie Kingston gets disqualified after beating Sammy Guevara because he wouldn't release a submission hold. So that rivalry is going to go along, go on for a while. Action Bronson and Hook, and Bronson actually. The, the rapper actually looked okay, did a decent job. Um, a weird one was staying in Darby Allen against the House of Black without Aleister Black. They're not really the House of Black anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know what you do with that, but Julia Hart took a nasty bump in that one. The the young, I think she's, what, 19 or something like that, 19 or 20? Uh, uh, yeah. But she took a really tough hit on a table in that one. Um but in terms of the battle royal, they had a golden ticket battle royal, and the winner gets a shot at the AEW World Champion. And that and was. The whole, who, but what's the point of having the ladder match at at All Out if you're going to have the same match at Grand Slam? Well, I don't know. I mean, they are basically well, the same match, right? So at least the result is. Well, this was a battle royal, but yeah, the, but result, the, result, but the is, end result is that someone got a world title shot. And, of course, by the way, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720. And Mark Hoke, Andrew Fishfane. We're not wrestling for the title, but Hangman Adam Page who is. It, is. Who, who is in the, the Battle Royal? Uh, I did not that, see the, the that I did not see Battle Rampage. Royal was, as I scroll down through my list here, uh, Brian Cage was finally back on AEW TV. He had a good showing in that. Dalton Castle was in there. My good buddy there, the Peacock. I was very excited to see him. Uh, Page, Jay Lethal, Roosh, uh, Penta was in that. I mean, just you know, a, a, you know, a lot of a lot of pretty good guys in there. Going but... in, it was pretty obvious though. Adam Page was going to win, though. If you look at the names in the match, I didn't think so. I, honestly, the, I really thought that when they were doing this, this was going to be kind of a transition opponent for Mox. With Hangman Adam Page winning, this is not a transition. No, but they should have made it for the secondary title and not for because you can't, you shouldn't have two guys who have basically a golden ticket to wrestle whenever they want for the AEW World Title. Unless, you're unless gonna, you're gonna have a triple threat. What? Unless you have a triple threat with Mox Page and MJF. Oh, that could be fun. But you didn't need to give. Page the the golden ticket to do that. I and I agree. I, I I was surprised. I thought that this might have been a good opportunity. It, it lessens to... it lessens the 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for the the prestige I guess of winning the poker chip. I I agree to a point. Yeah. I I I I just like I said I'm really surprised that Page won this because. You know, with if CM Punk hadn't showed up in AEW, Hangman Page might still be the champion. Yeah. You know, it was a two-year build to him winning that belt, and then Punk gets it off of him at double or nothing here in Las Vegas over Memorial Day weekend. But you have to wonder if Page... He didn't, would, hold, the, he didn't hold the belt that long. No. But you, you'd have to wonder if Page would have still been the champion at this point, and now... You know, he's going to, he, you know, he never got his rematch. So to their credit, I guess, you know, Paige is going to get it. But 
I, like I said, I think it just convolutes the title picture a little bit there. I'm, I am with you on that. Yeah, it makes it makes MGF's win a little less important. Yeah. So, but that'll be that will be an interesting dynamic with Moxley looking over his shoulder with Hangman Adam Page. Is, and no, MGF, and MGF. is the golden ticket the same rule as the poker chip? I don't. I think it's just a title shot at some point. So. Golden ticket. Is that going to be walking maybe, around with a giant maybe golden you could ticket? Take, maybe you could take the golden ticket and tape it to the poker, poker chip. chip. Or maybe you paint the poker chip gold and just... I, just, I don't know. I, like I, I said, know. I, it just doesn't make any sense, especially right after he... I mean, it's, it was only a couple of weeks ago that he won the poker chip. Yeah. So, like I said, we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about, about the Rampage uh, show as well is Jade Cargill continues her dominance. She wrestled Diamante and defended the TBS championship, which is the secondary women's title in AEW. But I really think you've got to be a little bit concerned about with Chris Statlander out, you know, what's, what's there for Jade Cargill. But to the women's division isn't big enough to have two titles. Well, they, they, it isn't good enough to have two titles that you might have a debate about. I, I, they have enough people there. There's a lot of really talented female wrestlers in in AEW, not as deep as the WWE roster, mind you. But I just wonder where you're taking Jay Cargill at this point, because if we remember the Goldberg streak, yeah, you know, eventually people were just like, get this over with. You know, we're we're tired of seeing Goldberg win. Of course, they inflated his win total. With Jade, they're not. I mean, they're they're keeping tight track of that. Yeah, I mean, the only streak that, that hadn't had that effect was the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, and that's because it was only at twenty one. Right. So she's at thirty eight and zero, and you know, but the thing about Jade is is that while she is an incredibly athletic talent, she is still very raw in the ring, and I I just don't know who you have challenge her at this point. Do you? Maybe dig up a Britt Baker, Serena Deeb. I think would be interesting, but I don't. But the thing is, is but, that I don't know if she can hang with, if she could put on a good match with Serena. Now Serena Deeb could probably carry her, but there, but, the, but there in the the actual title picture, is it a a step down for them to go for the lower title all of a sudden? Well, it's like the Intercontinental title, you know. It's yeah, I, it, okay. It's still it's still a championship. Serena Deeb related to Freddie D, by the way. No, the poker player. No, he's no, no? she is not. <laughs> Good try, fish. Good try. But I, I just like I said, I just wonder where you're gonna, where you take Jade Cargill at this point, and you know, how far does this streak go? I would, and, I would, I would have her fight Tony Storm. I don't know. Uh, Thunder Rosa would be interesting when she comes back, even though she's not gonna. But she's, she's probably going to take a loss come back to Tony. As a champion. But I think I think they were really building towards Jade and Chris Statlander before Chris got hurt. But she's going to you know tore up her knee, so she's going to be out for a while. So I I don't know. I, I just Jade is such an an athletic freak. If you've never seen her, yeah, my God, this woman is ripped. One of the most incredible female athletes I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I she could do anything. I think if if challenge to do it no absolutely but i i i think they may have done this a little too quick but of course you know how do you beat a someone who's you know she's taller than everybody else she's stronger than everybody else you know i, I mean it's like putting arnold schwarzenegger in a, in a room with a bunch of you know ping pong players it's just she she's ridiculous she dominates so i don't know i don't know fish we'll see we'll see but that's part of the fun of pro wrestling and that's part of the fun of booking a card too. Absolutely. Oh, but yeah, but that but it was a great week in AEW, and of course, like I said, we've got WWE uh, coming up too. We're going to be talking about that in the second hour. Of course, we're going to get to be joined by Joe DeFalco and the newest Ooze. The newest Ooze. We got all sorts of cool stuff happening over there. Um, and I'm just like I said, I'm just trying to see if there's any more AEW stuff I wanted to mention. Um, but there was a story about Tony Storm, by the way, now since we're mentioning the women, that she is a little frustrated about being the interim champion, and she's been kind of taking pot shots about that with Thunder Rosa being hurt. 
I don't know. I, I, I Because in the record book, it doesn't go back down as a championship reign, because if it does, this would be Moxley's fourth reign. So since it's Moxley's only third, Tony Storm's interim reign doesn't go down as a title reign. Yeah, and, and this was her quote, by the way. As champion, it's going to be difficult. I knew when I won not to get too excited because I knew it was going to be hard, not to worry about it. Thunder Rosa could come back, and, and I'll beat her. Then we'll all be good. When you become champion, that's when the real blank starts to happen. I'm thinking about what kind of champion I'm going to be. If you're a good champion, there's obstacles you have to overcome. I will have to work twice as hard. So she's, you can just kind of tell she's like, eh. I'm glad I won, but I don't know. So we'll see what Tony Storm does, but she's clearly upset. Yeah. As well, I think she should be. She should just be the world champion and have it over with. Yeah, but that's not on Thunder Rosa as much as that's on AEW. Yeah, depending on your point of view. Well, you know what? You know what they could do? You know what Tony and, and Rosa could do? They could take it and have a nice sit down and talk this out just down the street from us at the station at Unique Eats. My friend Dominic, award winning chef. Well, I'll tell you what, if you want to have a great breakfast or lunch, there is the place to go. He's been, Dominic Tedesco, the chef's been on TV. I mean, they've got omelets, incredible breakfast, sandwiches, pastas, award winning pizza. He is a great pizza chef. Smoothie bar, full vegetarian menu, whatever you want, they can do it. And they cater. And Dominic does great catering. He's been doing it forever here in Las Vegas. 3100 South Durango, Suite 100. And, of course, you can give a call, 702-992-3038. Visit the website at uniqueeatslb.com. Stop on down there. Have a great meal. Well, no, you can't stop by the station. We won't let you in. But go to Unique Eats right now. We would certainly appreciate it. And, hey, we've got another hour of the Mark Hoke Show coming up. Joe DeFalco is going to be joining Andrew and I. So stick around for more here as another great hour of pro wrestling news and entertainment on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Stick around. We'll be right back. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for